I mean, people turn on their A game when they know you're a bride. Hell, even if you're not a bride, you know what? Tell your manicurist next time you're there that you're getting married and tell me you don't get the gel manicure of your life. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast. For those of you who are new here, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill. I'm the voice behind the comical Big Kid Problems Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast. Welcome to the show. If you are new here, I'm just going to tell you straight up, uh, this week is going to be totally different from our typical episodes. And sadly, it's actually going to be my last episode for a while because I'm getting married next week. Oh my God. For the longtime listeners of this show, I mean, you know, it's been a long time coming. I got engaged back in the beginning of 2019. And shout out to anyone who remembers that episode. It was actually like in the beginning of this podcast. It was episode 13, I believe, if you can believe it. I actually went back last week and re-listened to that engagement episode. And I had to laugh because I was just so young and naive in that episode. So full of life. So excited. And I had no fucking clue the shitstorm that I was in store for. And for those of you who have been listening or following along on Instagram, um, you probably know some of the story. My wedding was a COVID casualty last year. I've had to plan and replan several times. But I actually haven't given you guys the whole story. And on this last week, I wanted to bring you in on the ride. I mean, way, way before I even started this podcast, I started Big Kid Problems on Twitter when I was still in college. It's been 10 years of this shit. And I know I have some people in this audience who have been following for five years or eight years some even from the very beginning. And you've been with me through the single years, through the breakups, through the times when I was positive I would never actually get married. So it's been a fucking journey. And for those of you who have been here for all of that, or even if you are new here, um, I wanted to do a little solo episode this week and just kind of bring you through this monumental life experience. It's definitely been a roller coaster. And of course, I'm going to share some wisdom, 
some things I've learned along the way, some bridal hacks I've picked up during these last two years of being a bride, and just some things I think will help anyone prepping for a wedding. And full disclosure, this is probably the hardest episode I've ever recorded. Um, I mean, weddings are emotional, man. I think I cried like three times recording this, which is definitely a first for this show. So bear with me. I hope you guys enjoy this one. And if you do, casual reminder to subscribe to this podcast and hit that little five-star button. We can call it an early wedding present. Deal? All right. So with that, let's get this show on the road. Get comfy and we will be right back. All right, guys. Where do you even start? All right. Just to give you guys some context, um, I got engaged early 2019 to my boyfriend of almost six years. Yes, that's six years. If you listen to the Where's the Ring episode, you know how I feel about that. It was a long time coming. And Brandon was a guy I met on my 25th birthday when I had absolutely no business getting into a relationship. I mean, I was a hot mess, but like in the best, most fun way possible. All my friends were single. We were all living in New York City, living it up, going out five nights a week. And here comes along this cute guy who's just looking at me all googly-eyed. Like, And I swear, I will actually remember this moment for the rest of my life. He literally looked at me like his wife from the first second we met. And I'm looking behind me like, surely you're looking at somebody else, right? Um, But that was B. He was in it from the get-go. And I still had to get some wildness out of my system. So we had a little bit of a rocky first year or so. And I'll never forget, we actually broke up after about a year or so of dating. And Brandon was just like, look, like I've been 26 before. I know where you're at. Like, go live your life. I'm in this for the long haul. And obviously, that kind of patience is so hot. And I eventually made my way back. And we have been rock solid ever since. So long story short, we figured it out. We lived long distance for a while. I ended up leaving New York and moving in with him in LA. About And about a year and a half after that, we were engaged. So right off the bat, we started planning our wedding. Um, and we started looking at venues. But there was really only one that we knew was perfect. And that's the One Hope Winery. Brandon actually co-founded One Hope over 10 years ago. And their team has built this incredibly stunning property out in Napa. So when we got the okay that we could actually use that, I mean, we were just in disbelief. I mean, if you could have told 14-year-old Sarah who was like bussing tables illegally in an Italian restaurant to pay for Abercrombie clothes... Uh, that one day that she'd be getting married in a winery in Napa, like she would have never believed you. I mean, this is my childhood parent trap fantasy realized. So anyway, we were off to a strong start. But when I actually started planning, planning, I mean, I realized I was way out of my depth with this wedding. Uh, since you know the winery is not technically a wedding venue, it makes the planning of this thing actually pretty hard. Like we realized pretty quickly that we're going to need to bring in everything into this venue. Like think tables, chairs, silverware, linens, cups, wine cups, water cups, champagne cups. I mean, guys, I had no idea how much money you could spend on cups before this process. 
I mean, we even needed to bring in toilets and just so many other things, so many other details that went into this. And I'm honestly not much of a planner and I'm probably in the top five, like least organized people you know. So this whole process became really overwhelming to me almost immediately. Like I knew I needed help. Um, so I started reaching out to wedding planners and Napa. And Napa is an expensive town. So basically every person I talked to was either like over $10,000 or just not even interested in doing our wedding because we didn't have a budget of $100,000. That's real. Like that is a real conversation I've had before um, with actually more than one wedding planner. But... And that's actually another thing I should mention actually quickly is we actually did get a little help from my family, which was incredibly generous and helpful. But for the most part, like B and I knew that we had to pay for this wedding ourselves, which also, you know, it adds some stress to the situation. I'm sure anybody listening who's in this wedding planning scenario can relate. Um, So this actually leads me to my first wedding hack which is an option I never knew existed until I was in the planning process. And that's hiring a virtual planner. So I used a company called Flutter Social. They are incredible. I mean, they set me up with my virtual planner, Jessica, who... This is probably the first time I'm going to start crying in this episode. Like Jessica has been so above and beyond anything we could have asked for. I mean... She's been with us for two years at this point. Like she's basically adopted into our family. But uh, a virtual planner, for anyone who doesn't know, um, it, they basically do. They basically do all the things that a basic wedding planner does. I mean, they can help with vendors, managing all the contracts and payments, doing calls with us every month, making sure we're ticking off our to do list, like working through our timeline, coordinating the day of. And the only difference is that a virtual planner is a fraction of the cost of a regular planner. Like, I don't know how more people don't know about this. It is probably my number one wedding hack in this entire episode, uh, especially if you're on a budget. Like I'm telling you, I would not be getting married next week without Jessica and Flutter Social. So... If any brides or grooms are listening to right now, um, I actually worked out a discount code with them just for our big kid fam. So I'm going to link it in show notes, but it's Sarah20 for 20% off services. And that's at Flutter Social, um, which 20% is huge and so, so nice of them to offer. So seriously, anyone planning a wedding, uh, you know how expensive everything is. Save money where you can. Anyway, all right. So we get our wedding planner on board and we're off to the races, right? I mean, we run into a few snags along the way, uh, especially this first go around when we're planning the wedding. I mean, the winery was still kind of finishing up construction. So we ended up having to move where we thought the wedding was going to be on the property like three separate times. And every time you move locations, like that changes the layout, that changes like the tables you can order. So I'm telling you like even with a wedding planner, like this was a tough wedding to plan. But at least we were making some headway. And then, bam, COVID hits. (laughs) So... To be honest, even after things started shutting down, like I did not think we were going to have to cancel our wedding. Like I was like, there's no way. And 
then sure enough, I had to cancel the bachelorette party and then the wedding shower. And a few months go by and I was just so stressed out. I mean, I think we waited until May. Our wedding was in July. And when things just still didn't look good, we decided to call, we decided to call it. Which I know I have some COVID brides in the audience. It's hard to put into words what a kick in the balls this was. I mean, we had invested so much time, so much money. And not only us, but like our friends and family had booked travel and hotels. I mean, the whole thing was such a mess. Um, And so this was definitely a hard time in this little wedding journey of ours. I mean, just on top of everything else that was going on in 2020... It was obviously a horrible time for so many people. And I just felt like the world was falling apart. Every day, I just woke up and was bracing for impact. But anyway, even in the midst of a global pandemic, the wedding planning process continued. And we found a new date, June 12th, 2021. uh, And that worked out for all of our vendors. So we booked it. And we keep kicking that can down the road. And then my dad got sick. So like so many other people during COVID, um, my dad wasn't feeling well, but couldn't just go to the doctors because, you know, COVID. And by the time he finally went to a hospital and got testing, um, he got a pretty scary diagnosis. And I'm not really going to go into it into too many details because it's not really my story to tell. But I will say that it just knocked all of our worlds upside down. And how this all pertains to the wedding is just, I mean, like, I couldn't even think about the wedding. You know, I'm sitting with this knowledge of my dad's prognosis and getting asked things like, so have you decided on the white linen napkins or the cream? And I'm just like, I can't do this. And um, I mean, the audience knows I try to be a super positive person. I can even get a little woo-woo at times. And there starts to be these conversations about the wedding of like, Sarah, like, you know, you have to prepare that your dad might not be there. And God, I knew I was going to cry. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I shut down. I could in no way picture a wedding without my dad there. And I couldn't think about it. Like anytime anyone brought up the word wedding to me, I would cry. Um, I'm even crying now. I mean, this is months later. Um, At the time, I was actually even going to be on a few podcasts like talking about the trials and tribulations of wedding planning. And I just had to cancel all of them. Like, I think I really... I could not talk about weddings at this point. I was so devastated. Um, And I think anything wedding related just became like tied to my grief over the whole situation. So, I mean, at this time, we had a few conversations of like, Maybe we cancel. Maybe we just have like a civil ceremony in Florida where my family lives. But we decided to think positively and just play it out a little bit before making any decisions. I mean, you guys know I'm like a crazy visualizer. Like I'm, I was using all the tools. Like I'm like, I am not going to spend one single second envisioning a wedding where my dad is not present. Like I'm going to double down. <laughs> I'm going to... You know, I pretty much every night for the last 10 months, like before going to bed, visualize my dad walking me down the aisle. And anyway, I mean, this is just a really hard time at this point. Um, You know, it's hard for me to even think about or talk about this wedding. And 
Meanwhile, my fiance is there, you know, watching me just melt down every time we had to talk about it or any time a wedding question came up. So at a certain point, he was just like, I mean, to his credit, like, thank God for this man. He was just like, I have to take you off of this wedding stuff. Like, don't worry about it. I've got it. Um, and he did. I mean, he took me off of the calls and the email chains and he just basically took over. Like, I don't know many grooms that <laughs> would step in the way that he did. Um, but he, you know, communicated with Jessica, our wedding planner, and they took over and started continuing the planning process without me so that I could focus my energy and attention elsewhere. And he also, you know, let the One Hope team kind of know about what was going on and everybody there. Oh, fuck, I'm going to start crying again. Everybody there just like rolled up their sleeves and was like, we got this. So many people jumped in to help. I mean, it's crazy. It's hard to even put it into words now. Um, just how... Just how moved I am that, you know, people took time out of their day jobs. People took time out of their work schedules and really dedicated their time to making this wedding happen. And that oddly goes into my next bridal tip, which is to delegate. <laughs> you know, your wedding is such a huge moment and people, they really do want to help. Like, let them help. I talk to so many brides who take on everything themselves. I mean, if you want to do that, that's cool. But you definitely don't need to. And to anyone who is planning a wedding who has lost a parent or a family member, I just want to say like my heart goes out to you. It is already an emotional time and it can be really, really helpful to talk to someone like a counselor or a therapist if you need to. Just putting it out there. Okay. So that's kind of where things left off. I took a back seat for my own wedding and actually really focused on this podcast. I'm, I mean, it's weird, but at the time... This podcast was actually a huge lifeline for me because it it doesn't stop. Like I had deadlines every single week I had to hit. So there was no... I couldn't just sit on the bathroom floor every day. You know, I had to get up. I had to keep on trucking. So I focused my attention on the podcast. Brandon kept on wedding planning. And then I swear, the story gets happier. Uh, fast forward a few months and my dad totally takes a turn and starts getting so much better. Like so, so much better. His doctors are shocked at his recovery and things are going to be okay. Like he's going to be at the wedding next week, walking me down that aisle, which is something I honestly would have taken for granted had I gotten married last year. I mean, I really have a whole new appreciation for that moment and it is going to be so special. Okay. Sorry. I got heavy for a second. I want to pivot to this last month because honestly, at least for me, the last month leading up to the wedding has been the most fun part by far. At this point, it's actually starting to feel real and like it's actually happening. I mean, for a long time there, we had so many false starts that I kind of wouldn't even let myself get too excited about it. And one of the biggest perks the month before is all of the pampering. Like I feel like almost every day this month, I have had a beauty appointment or something bridal going on. Like I've been doing facials, manicures, getting my hair done, like doing all the skin treatments. 
I actually did a whole episode of getting bridal skin ready. It actually it really does deserve its own episode. Like that was episode 48 with the ladies of Complexion Nashville, which is where I've been going to um, to get prepped for my wedding. So if you want to go back and listen to it, do it. I mean, we go into a lot of details on treatments like Botox, fillers, lasers, the whole nine. So I didn't want to spend too much time talking about skin on here because it's a, I, I'll go down a rabbit hole for 30 more minutes. Uh, but I will say one little hack I've noticed for my brides out there uh, is to tell everyone at your beauty appointments that you're getting ready for your wedding. I swear, I mean, people turn on their A game when they know you're a bride. Hell, even if you're not a bride, you know what? Tell your manicurist next time you're there that you're getting married and tell me you don't get the gel manicure of your life. And it's kind of fun too to just have like these random people in your life root you on. Like even the ladies at my yoga studio know I've been getting ready for a wedding and they are so invested too. It just makes it fun to feel like people around you, even if it's your yoga instructor or the random lady who waxes your mustache, to know that they're excited for you. Uh, it's, it's the best. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. Are you itching for the outdoors? It's grilling season, baby. You are looking for the highest quality, humanely raised meat. It's time to get yourself a subscription to ButcherBox. I have actually been using ButcherBox for a long time, even since before they were a sponsor of the show. Uh, since I moved last year, I found that it can be hard to find high quality, humanely raised meat. I mean, I was spending so much time at the grocery store trying to like decipher labels and was so excited when I finally heard about ButcherBox. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to my home. Things like 100% grass-fed finished beef, free-ranged organic chicken, humanely raised pork, or wild-caught salmon, which can be very pricey and just hard to find at the grocery store. You can customize your box or just go with one of theirs and new members will get free bacon for life when they sign up. I mean, who doesn't love free bacon? ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. It actually comes out to just about $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. Sorry, guys. My fiance and I love ButcherBox. It has made our grocery shopping trips and lives just so much easier. And backed by popular demand, you can receive bacon for life. That's right. Right now, new members can get bacon for life when they sign up. Just go to butcherbox.com slash BKP. That's a package of free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription when you go to butcherbox.com slash BKP. Oh, and another hack just on the beauty front is to just give yourself a beauty budget. I mean, that's the thing when it comes to get prepping for a wedding. Like the shit costs money. You don't want to have to worry about it um, all the time because it does add up. And I actually started saving for my wedding a long time ago. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Like I, I started a wedding savings fund back before I was even in a relationship. You know, <laughs> um, I think I started it at 24 and I just took about $100 out of my paycheck every month and set it aside. 
I never missed it when it was going out of my account. And let me tell you, having that extra money has just been such a godsend. So for anybody who's prepping for a wedding, or even if you're not and you think you'll want to have a wedding someday, trust me, set aside some funds early on for your beauty fund. Okay. So in terms of getting like, quote unquote, right already, I've also picked up the workouts and started eating super clean, which also has me feeling really good. And it took a lot longer than I thought it would. So another bridal tip here, start early. Um, but it's nice like after you know a, a good amount of time, like I've actually started to notice the difference in my body. Like for example, for the workouts, you know, pre-wedding, I usually do a lot of low impact stuff. I mean, I love yoga and bar and Pilates. And then the last two months leading up to this wedding, um, I started in- incorporating, you know, Barry's boot camp, which holy fuck has kicked my ass <laughs> for the last few weeks, but slowly I've gotten stronger. Um, they're doing a lot more stuff that I don't typically do, like weights and running. And I always kind of think like, if there's anything you're really resistant to, like I am so resistant to running. It's usually probably the thing that you need. <laughs> um, and so I've found that um, doing some of these high, more high-intensity workouts has been great. For a lot of reasons, it's also good for you know letting go of some of that bridal stress because that shit is real. Um, and then the other big thing I would say is the food. And I did a whole episode on like bridal diet culture a few weeks ago because that shit is real. And figuring out what to eat, like because I really you know I wanted to eat healthy. I'm trying to like look my best, whatever. But it really had me stressed out. So my next bridal hack is truly so clutch. It's uh, it's the Sakara Life Bridal Program. Sakara Life, if you don't know it, it's like a clean food meal service. They have different food programs, but all their food is super healthy, super clean, plant based, and they actually have this specific bridal program, which is four weeks long. You get three meals a day for five days out of the week, and it is designed to make you feel your freaking best by the end of those four weeks. So I'm actually I'm on week three, and I am so hooked on this thing. Like every I've been posting it on Instagram, and you know even my close friends have been messaging me. They're like, "Do you love it as much as you say you do?" And I truly do. Like I'm actually probably going to continue Sakara after the wedding. Uh, the food is just so good. And I physically feel healthier. Like I've never eaten so many greens in my life. And one quick thing I will say too, is because I was actually on the fence to try Saqqara because it is a little bit pricier, um, at least for me. And I felt a little guilty doing it, especially with like all of these other bridal and wedding expenses that have been adding up. But Actually, like after now doing this for a few weeks, um, when I think about it and I think about all the Postmates orders and all the like times I've eaten out and all of that stuff during the month, like Sakara is actually not that much more. Like I maybe spent a couple extra hundred on food for the month, but I'm eating way cleaner than I ever have in my life. And I'm obsessed. Highly recommend. I also have a 20% discount code with them. Um, I'll link it in show notes, but it's only through June 21st. So if you're listening to this, you're like, I want to check out Sakara. Now's the time to do it. Okay. So one last wedding thing we need to talk about before I leave you is the dress. Like 
This is actually something I could have spent an entire episode on. But like many COVID brides, I actually ordered my dress like 9 to 10 months before my original wedding date in 2020. So now I have this dress that I picked out 2 years ago. And to be honest, I just... I. I don't feel great about it. Like styles have changed. It's just not the dress I would pick out right now, but it's too late for me, guys. Like I'm literally a week before the wedding. Um, so I can't really do anything about it. And um, I'm just trying to stay positive, honestly. Like I keep telling myself that maybe when I have it on with like my hair and my makeup done, like I'll feel differently. So I don't know. Um, I'll let you know how I feel after the wedding because I'm sure my thoughts will change dramatically. If I could go back in time, I would have just let myself get another wedding dress when I first started having doubts a year ago. And I know people are going to feel differently on this topic. I think I just think every bride should be excited to put on her wedding dress. So I wish I could go back, to be honest. Uh, I know wedding dresses are so expensive. And it's just annoying that even if you, you know you order this thing, you can't return it. Um, so it does make it, it does make it tricky. But one of the reasons I decided, you know, to kind of keep my dress in the first place was I figured like I would get an awesome after party dress. And dude, that has actually been so much harder than I realized. Like, I'm interested to hear what the other COVID brides have to say about this. Like, I think it might have something to do with 2020. Like, supply chain is down. Stores just don't have the selection that they usually do. And I have been struggling to find not only an after-party dress, but a rehearsal dress. Like, basically dresses for the whole weekend. And um, this actually leads me to another bridal hack. And that is renting designer dresses. Like I'm sure all of you know about Rent the Runway. But I actually found another option that is bridal styling specific. Um, It's called Something White Styling. They actually offer professional styling so you can tell them where and when you're getting married, like what your vibe is. Maybe send them some inspo and they will find outfits for you. Or they have a handful of options you can rent out. Like I just got a potential rehearsal dress from them. Yeah, I'm a week out from my wedding and I still don't have my rehearsal dress nailed down. Um, Welcome to my life. But I loved finding that option. I think it's such a brilliant bridal hack. Um, And another cool thing about them is you can actually rent out your dresses after you're done using them. So let's say you have like a sick rehearsal dress or after party dress that you spent a ton of money on and you know you're not going to wear again, like um, you can consign it through them. So just an option to think about. That's something white styling. Again, all of this stuff I'm going to list out in show notes for you guys. Another rental hack too that I found is for jewelry. Um, I am renting real ass diamonds and designer jewelry from Sandak Fine Jewelry for my whole wedding weekend. Like, I didn't know you could do this. It's actually kind of amazing. But they just let you rent out jewelry for about 5% of the item's retail price. And if you want to keep anything, the rental fee is just applied to the purchase. 
The designer, Daryl Sandak, is actually a part of the Big Kid Problems community. She listens to this podcast. That's actually um, how I got in touch with her and how I heard about this program. But her stuff is so cute. Um, and it's just so fun and glamorous to be able to deck yourself out in some diamonds for the big day. Um, I just got a bunch of stuff and I am so excited to wear it. Big fan. Okay, so last month leading up to the wedding, I've got my beauty regimen down. I've got my workouts and eating down. I've got some dress and jewelry options down. But one thing that has been on my to-do list since the beginning, and it has honestly been plaguing me for two years, was deciding on a song for our first dance. Like the last few weeks, the countdown has been on and there was always this one song Brandon and I really, really like. Like for the last two years, we've both been like, well, if we can't find anything better, that will be our song. And a part of me was a little bummed. I'm like, how have we been dating for seven years and don't have like a song song? And then another part of me, especially after we postponed, was like, maybe our song just hasn't come out yet. But anyway, the time ran out. <laughs> so about a week ago, we let the band know, you know, our backup song. We go to our first dance lesson with that song. And yes, we also started dance lessons two weeks before our wedding, which just some wedding wisdom here. Um, don't fucking do that. They're like, we usually work one to two months out. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we've got about four hours over the next two weeks that we can dedicate to this. So let's make it happen. <laughs> So anyway, we leave our first dance lesson. We go home. I go upstairs. And maybe two to three minutes later, Brandon comes running up the stairs like, you have to hear this. So we always leave music on for our dog when we're gone. And apparently this song was just on when B was downstairs. Um, but his last name is Hall. And our wedding hashtag is in it for the long haul. And... He literally sprints up the stairs and plays for me this brand new song called Long Haul. And it's all about this guy singing like, you can run free. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in it for the long haul. And I'm like in tears like, oh my God, this is our song. So we just brought it back to our dance instructor and she's like, you guys can't change the song. It's too close. And you now have only three hours of practice. But we tell her the whole story of exactly what Brandon said to me all those years ago and play her this song. And then she's in tears and I'm in tears. And I'm like, all right, we have ourselves a song. So that's been the biggest development this last week. And honestly, guys, there is so much more we could talk about. Like there is just so much that goes into weddings. Like I feel like I'm only just scratching the surface here. But what I'm working on this week is just trying to enjoy the moment. I mean, that sounds so obvious, but I can tell you right now, it's the thing I'm struggling with the most. Like there are so many tiny details. There are so many little fires I feel like we are putting out every day. Like the last two weeks before the wedding have gotten intense. And I'm trying to use all the tools. I mean, all the things that we've actually talked about on this podcast to help get me in the right headspace. Like I've committed to journaling every day these last two weeks. I've committed to writing a gratitude list every day for these last two weeks. I'm really just trying to get, you know, in the right headspace before the craziness begins. Like by the time you guys listen to this episode, I mean, the festivities will be underway. And 
I'm really just going to try to put everything into perspective and enjoy this time. My other brides out there, I hope you are doing the same. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Maybe found some value in at least one or two of those little bridal hacks. Um, I can't believe it's my last episode for a while. I will miss being in your ears every week. It has been an absolute honor bringing you this podcast. Uh, It has been honestly one of the biggest challenges I've ever done. I feel a new appreciation for every podcast I listen to. It is just so much work. Um, And for over the last two years, I have independently produced this podcast with the help of an incredible editing and production team from Crate Media. Shout out Crate. With this podcast, I really wanted to bring you topics and guests every week that I thought would be of value. I really wanted you to get applicable life skills or tools or resources that would help each and every one of you adult a little bit easier every day. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. While I'm off the air, I encourage you to go back and check out any episodes you may have missed. You can still come hang out with me over at Big Kid Problems on Instagram or better yet, come follow my personal at Sarah A. Merrill underscore. Whoa. Oh my God. I just realized I'm actually going to need to change that after I change my name next week. So I guess follow me now because I'll have a new handle pretty soon. um, And I don't know what that's going to be. So... I'm actually going to be posting a bunch of stuff from the wedding. If you followed me during The Bachelorette, you know I come through with the story content. So if you want to see how this story really unfolds, come watch on Saturday. Uh, If you want to get me a wedding gift, all I'm asking for is just a nice little review of the show. It means the world to me. And I hope you hit subscribe while you're at it so that you'll be the first to know when I do actually get new episodes up and running. With that, guys, I don't want to cry again. I love you all. I thank you so much for making this podcast possible. And I look forward to saying, see you next Tuesday sometime in the not too distant future.